0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It's Monday. It's a Monday after a relatively quiet week of Bearcat news, but still a Monday where, yes, we get to talk about what has happened over the past week. A Monday where a signee for the basketball team shined out in an all-star game on Monday as well, following a couple more commitments, both high school and transfer portal, to the football program it's also a monday where you get to sit down relax and and chat it up with my three pals my my dudes who know everything that you need to know about bearcats sports that's right without further ado it's time to time to bring them in my pals my gents my comrades aaron smith chad Brenda ryan royer gentlemen how are we
1: oh ryan oh, oh. chad how are we I'm I'm pretty good. Pretty good. We, we have new addition to the family. We needed needed some new life around here. So, Callie Brindle is uh, roaming the halls somewhere, and uh, you know things are good.
0: Uh, Callie made her debut last night on the nightcap. If you if you want to get a look, Callie looked beautiful on screen. I'll, I'll give you that much. Another oh, yeah. another handful of clicks for O'Callie on the nightcap last night, but uh, yeah, exciting new addition to the to the family. How about, how about yeah? How about this? Oh Ooh. oh oh! Flex
1: exciting Look
0: new at addition to the exciting new addition to the body.
1: How about that? Oh oh, that looks good. That looks good from our friends at Home Field Apparel. The new Bearcats drop. Get your uh get your quarter zip. If you're wondering, this one fits more like uh like a sweatshirt. It's some quarter zips are like uh like you know, dry fit. This one's like uh this is fire pit gear. Yeah. It's fire pit gear. And it 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 looks good, it feels good, Chelsea. Yeah. It is uh it is what do you think, Royer? You like the you like the new quarter zip?
2: You put me right on the spot, huh? I love it. You don't like it? <laughs> I love it. The retro? It's, uh, the new, new home sick. field.
1: I'm going to be debuting some home field merch as we uh, roll through the show today. Let's go.
2: Pardon my tardiness, t- gentlemen. Ah, uh, we just started. Ed,
1: Ed, Ed, Ed caught on quick, Aaron. Yeah, well, what? I mean, it's there. It's our new sponsor. Team, team we'll Ticker. Get we'll get to it Wednesday night. It's called Team Ticker, Ed. Look it up
0: i said the same thing at yeah. pretty pretty doggone cool pretty cool man pretty cool but yeah chad nice nice looking quarter zip. i hope that you wear a new uh gear that you got from home field apparel in, in the next upcoming shows and just show it all off man oh, i'm
1: gonna show it off like throughout the night tonight i'll, I'll oh, go ooh. away and come back and go away and come back and <laughs>
0: One of these times you're going to come back with just like, oh, that's a nice one.
1: <laughs>
0: Doesn't, he's wearing nothing this time. It looks great. But uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, Aaron, sir, how are we?
2: Doing well.
3: I had eight hours of, of kids baseball on Saturday. And uh, okay. yeah, then yesterday was a relaxed day. So we're, we're good.
0: There you go. Nice relaxed day, Mister 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 Royer. Your triumphant return. How are
2: we? I'm good. Uh, I uh, spent a little time in Charleston, South Carolina. Got to check out that pretty pretty great city, man. A lot like of fun, it? cool cool architecture, um, a lot of great restaurants, great food. Yeah, I mean, I'd recommend it to anyone. But had some fun down there. Now uh, excited to be back with you guys. Charleston. Beautiful
0: spot, man. Old school feel to it. And then when it gets like late, I feel like the, oh, that's when they. Oh, look at that.
2: We got ourselves a new, oh.
0: A new member.
1: <laughs> oh, ca- Callie. A little, little, little camera shy. Callie's a little camera shot. Callie.
2: What up, Callie? She's got the harness on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> jealousy, jealousy <laughs> striking. We're seeing it already. Goodness,
1: I know. You know what? He doesn't I, like when he's not getting the attention. You know he's what mad? leads
0: to to more jealousy as well? What's that? When you pick up your car from Danco Transmission <laughs> and Auto Care after you got done putting a nice fixing in, everyone else looks at your car and they're like, "Damn, that that looks like a." really, really nice fixing to your car. Uh, Danco transmission, and Auto care. That's right. Head down there. They'll, they'll do anything you need. They'll do it all. Uh, just got to hit up, hit hit up our boy Danco Joe and, uh, tell him that we sent you BBP, Aaron, Ryan, Chad, and, uh, you know, get $10 off your next oil change 10% off your next fixing, uh, Danco transmission and auto care. Love you Danco. Uh, but gents, I, Ryan, I want to piggyback a little bit more. Charleston's a beautiful spot, and I feel like once once it gets later, it's like okay, it turns into a completely different city, and the the older crowd is still out and about, and everyone else, like
2: you know, the the families all go home. It's it's, it's a strange vibe, and I just I love it. I love it. I know it was awesome. They, that, that they're uh the little uptown district, like because you walk, there's this one street called King Street, mm-hmm. and you can walk it like. So all the way down to the to the beach, the little canal, then you can walk it like, I don't know, so far. And there's so much stuff going on, restaurants, oh, yeah. bars, like all day, just busting around with people. And then it just turns into a whole, a whole new level at night because we, we were like walking it a bunch during the week. And we went out one night on a Friday night and it was like a madhouse, but it was yeah, fun. The, uh, the bars are fun. It was, it was a good time. It really is,
0: it really is. But now you're back, Bearcats. Yes. We're, we're ready to dive in Let's head go, first man. into uh, into everything we've missed over the last week. Uh, most recently, we were talking off air uh, about how how excited new Bearcat commit Josiah Knight must be because he has no idea the BVP is about to give him a bunch of camera time because it's a pretty slow week. But hey, well, without further ado, Chad got to send Josiah Knight one of these new shirts. Tell us a little bit more about this shirt.
1: This, this is the, the long sleeve, just a, like a long sleeve tee. Very nice and comfortable, lightweight, a little stretchy. Not mm-hmm. quite like a dry fit material, but, but this one's comfy. This is a good, like, around the house, maybe wear out on a, you know, weeknight if you're out going to get some dinner or something along those lines. This one feels good, too. That's the thing about home field. Like, I, and this is the, like I'm take the advertiser cap off. Everything's come like they they do what I would do if I owned an apparel company. Everything is super comfortable.
3: Just make the softest.
1: Clothes. Yeah, just the softest, nicest, most comfortable thing you can find, and slap some <laughs> some logos on it, and then sell it. Like that's how you do an, app- an apparel company. Yeah, wow, does that. that. The, the, wow. the new line is great. That like new line is really really good. And the, the, from the first, you can still get the first drop yeah. that they had. And uh, that gray, the gray hoodie that's in that first drop, Aaron will confirm. It's the most comfortable thing I have.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I love it.
0: Ed accidentally ordered a youth medium and now he has to return it. I, Ed, that's all right, man.
1: On what planet would you need medium anything? How do
3: your kids not wear youth medium? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, a, you got like an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old. However, however old your oldest is, Ed, you, how's that I mean, not a youth medium? And that's still youth. Don't though. wear
1: youth anything. Come on. And I know so- it's not
3: soccer stuff, but
0: come on, man. And sometimes I order a couple sizes lower than what I get. Just you know, a motivational T-shirt. Then it just sits in my closet for a couple years and. I never youth, wear it anyway. Use medium is your motivation. <laughs> yeah, my motivational shirt, Jeez. but uh, don't don't quite ever make it to wear it. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, got to talk a little bit. Josiah Knight, Jojo Knight, uh, if you will, uh, commits to the Bearcats big time. I, not ranked yet by two four seven uh, or in the composite, but man, his his tape shows that he's a big time uh, big time get. He started. Getting a bunch of offers within the past month, past couple of weeks, really. Memphis, Georgia Tech, Purdue, Vandy, Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, list goes on and on. But uh, outside linebacker edge is what he's saying. And Chad, Aaron, anything you guys really saw out of uh, Josiah Jojo Knight out of out of Florida? Just another solid addition to the 2024 class.
1: Looks like probably a three tech uh outside end to me. Um but it could be a three or a five, but looks like a hand in the dirt defensive end in the the kind of stack, you know, three, four, three, three, five, whatever you want to call it, system that they use. Looks looks pretty twitchy for a guy of his size. Um so maybe like uh eventually like an Elijah Ponder uh type. Um depending on, you know, how how the weight packs on and and how he matures once he gets into the uh, the strength and conditioning program. But, um, you know, I, I think a guy that that is going to be rated pretty well, you know, when uh, when the rankings come out, I, I think he had a really good season in Florida this year. And, you know, look, you never, ever have enough bodies along that defensive line. Yep. And you're seeing like this staff is is putting a pretty big focus on the trenches, offense and defense, as they get 2024 rolling.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you watch his tape and I, he has that one it, in his junior year highlights. First off, 54 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, six sacks. And then he had uh, one touchdown. That one touchdown was the second clip on his huddle highlights, his junior year highlights. It was as, as a tight end. Caught the ball and took it 80 yards to the house, uh, where yeah. he outran cornerbacks and safeties along the way. So
1: that's like the type said, of explosion you like to see from your defensive ends. Oh
0: my gosh, <laughs> type of explosion you you dream of out of the defensive ends, but yeah, it, it's he, he, like you said, though, it six foot four, 230. So, how does he pack on more weight to that? And if yeah, but I think speed, you know,
1: if, if you can get in that 260 range. Right. Uh, you can be right in line with with that spot.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Aaron, anything you saw out of out of JoJo? I know he he committed just about an hour ago, but um, seems like another good get for the twenty twenty four class. I was impressed with
3: his offer list. I mean, he had twenty six offers uh, as he committed, uh, notably from Arkansas, Coastal Carolina, um, Georgia Tech, Liberty. Maryland, Memphis, Missouri, Purdue, USF. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I had a UCF fan of my my mention complaining, like, "How is Cincinnati coming down here and getting the guys that we want out of Florida?" So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I mean, it's a it's an interesting take because you know, I think some are probably bummed, if you will, that. You know, the the amount of Ohio commits isn't the level that it's been over the last few years. But when you look at Georgia commits, uh, Florida commits, you know, out of those states, those are some highly talented areas. And when you're pulling players from there, especially the ones that they've been able to add so far, I I mean, it's a, you know, you don't want to just get an Ohio guy to get an Ohio guy, but you add Georgia and Florida type players. Those guys can play ball down there. And I, it, I'm interested to see what his, his rating is when that comes out, but man, I, that size, the tape, I, you gotta imagine it's going to be pretty high.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I I was looking earlier at a kid from Florida doing some research and the kid was right. Like I think upper, like middle eighties, upper, like upper eighties, right around 90 in Florida and that would be a top 25 kid in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of the reasons that you recruit more down there is because there's a hundred kids that are top 25 level in the state of Ohio, if not 150 kids Right. that are top five level 25 level in the state of Ohio. So, you know, I I I don't think they will ever go away from uh recruiting Ohio. But This is a staff that has more connections in the South. So you recruit your connections. Like you you lean on what you lean on, like the people you know, the the people you're comfortable with. So, yeah, guess what? They're going to recruit a little bit more, you know, in that area. And there's a lot of talented players down there. So buckle up. Expect to see it happen. You just have to be able to hit like you you can't you can't drop out you you can't be recruiting 83 84 rated guys out of Florida and Georgia but if you're between 87 88 89 like who cares where they come from
0: mm-hmm. i concur
1: who cares but, where they come from go get dudes
0: yeah and, and especially because you know with the new staff obviously the previous staff was was highly connected in Ohio i think the Connections are still there with this staff, especially you know the holdovers from the previous staff. But you know, if if you're adding big time players from you know those southern states, then you you roll with it. Uh, Ryan, what, when you were playing, did you kind of get the sense you know those those players from from Georgia or, or you know South Carolina, Florida, from the south? There there weren't too too many on the roster when you were there. There
1: were still a lot,
0: but there were still yeah, but there was a no decent amount, good good yeah. handful. I.
2: I mean, they came up and they were ready to play right away. Right. It's just a different breed. It, they just have like a different level, like of athleticism. Um, and no, I don't, you, you don't really know why. Cause guys, uh, up in the Midwest, they might have like the same test numbers, the same, mm-hmm. uh, just like you look at their tape and it looks similar and then they come up and it's just something about the, the Southern guys, man, they got some, they got a different level, uh, I think i think they're just just a tough tough kid great athleticism and you really see him ready to go right from the jump and i remember like k1 was like that right away um he was a guy that jumped out to me like I, it was like the first notice my first notice of it when i first got on the team but i yeah it's just those guys those guys from down south they're ready to play right away that's for sure well, and, and
1: you know the biggest thing I, I the biggest difference i see in a lot of those guys from down south is that it's year round down there yeah like you don't have to miss january to to april or may because of the weather it's you get to train you get to get out and do camps and and improve at seven on sevens and and spring ball with your high school teams like it, it's it's such a different animal down there because you get to do it. It's a
2: year-round deal. Yeah, you never lose your stride. Because I remember, like, when I used to play basketball, playing AAU, you'd go basketball season, then you'd go right into AAU, then you'd go right into, like, summer ball. And, like, you were just always, like, right right when summer ball hit, you felt like I felt like I was on fire. And then it was, like, straight to football. Then I was ass at basketball all over again. So, you know that's why you never saw me shooting, shooting too many hoops at the, at the rec center. But it's the same thing with those guys for football, man. If you can just stay in that groove, stay in that, like playmaking mindset, and just get to go out there and ball, like that that really means a lot. And reps, reps mean so much in football because you get so little game reps and so many practice reps. So the more practice reps you stack up, like those guys can do it, uh, it really pays off. Yeah. I mean, what, so Chuck McClellan, uh, my J obviously
0: is one that really jumps off the page. Just, I, I mean, the, the, the proof is there. I, it's just highly talented, uh, already the number 22 class for the class of 2024. And obviously numbers vary with the amount of commits this early and, and, and whatnot, but four from the state of Georgia, this is the first one from Florida, um, two from Ohio, one from Maryland, one from South Carolina. So, it's kind of spread out, but some high-level, talented players already in the mix. And you know, I, I, obviously, if you follow the recruiting staff on Twitter, it's it, it's only just beginning. If you know, you know, right? So, uh, twenty twenty-four class, it's it's gotten off to a hot start. Twenty-two oh.
1: in the country, so yeah. not bad. No, not that's without
0: without JoJo being ranked.
1: Exactly. exactly. Uh, I think it's coming.
0: Yeah, I, I saw they they updated his picture, and then like in the, uh, in the in the rankings as far as the class goes, like the order that they're listed and it's by ranking. He's in between Jake Wheelock and Gavin Grover, so Gavin Grover somewhere eight, between eighty-six one. five and eighty-seven yeah. one, yeah, and yeah, eighty-six five. So he's gonna get that. Uh, he's gonna get the the rating, and then we'll uh, we'll see how it goes from there. But. That was the addition in 2024. Anything more on the 2024 class or uh, JoJo himself?
1: I mean, I don't have a whole lot else right now. Stay tuned. There's more coming. Um, What? Let's see. Texas Tech. Right now, Texas Tech is the only other Big 12 class ahead of Cincinnati. And they are only two spots ahead. Cincinnati's at 22. Texas Tech is at 20. Um, so, and both with eight commits. So, pretty I think close. The most
3: I think the most encouraging thing is I'm looking at the list of dudes. I mean, you have linebacker, wide receiver, corner, tight end, edge, interior offensive line, receiver, linebacker, safety. The only thing they're missing is outside. Tackle. Yeah, outside uh, offensive line. But they've certainly gone after all the pieces that they felt they needed. And as fans, I think we also feel that they needed. Uh, so they're attacking the, the places that there's holes. And I think that's good to see this early, especially.
0: I agree. Um, now on to the, well, one last thing. I, I mean, the guy is athletic. He is it, just watch his tape, get excited. Uh, really good addition. I think he's got the size to really make an impact at the, uh, Big 12 level. So that was exciting news today. Uh, news over the weekend, though. Um, another addition through the transfer portal. Uh, that makes it what? Is that 18 now through the
1: transfer I portal? Yeah, I think it's 18. Um, well, a, who knows? Some yeah. guys, left, guys, <laughs> guys are leaving. Guys are, I, right. don't, I don't
0: know. Right. But uh, Donovan, is it Callis or Callis? Do we know? Go with Callis, maybe? Sure. Yeah, we we'll go with Callis. Yeah. Um, from uh, California native, but East Central University, Division II, uh, defensive back, I believe, the yeah, 17th player from the portal. Um, yet another, just, just add them and, and see how it continues to fall. Uh, I mean, it's, at, at this point, it's, it's about building depth and, and filling in the holes that are needed. Anything on, on Callis, Callis or uh, just kind of thoughts on the portal, if you will? up to this point in, in the near future i guess
1: just depth the defensive back which is necessary um, yeah. i don't know if he's necessarily like a instant come in and and battle for a starting position type right but you know uh you, you need as much depth in that db room as you can get and obviously you know your your defensive coordinator is the safeties coach He's going to be out there looking for guys that can help him on the back end as, as often as possible.
0: And It seemed like that was kind of a position room, the defensive backfield as a whole that's kind of been entering the portal from Cincinnati kind of the most, if you will. So um, obviously you just need to fill in the depth there. So that's exciting. Um, there was other smoke around, you know, keep your eyes peeled. You see, you saw numerous of uh, current players posting that. So I imagine the portal – at least names coming from the portal to Cincinnati is not uh, ending, ending anytime soon, hopefully. So um, that'll be something to continue to track on the uh, BCJ site as well as uh, through Chad and, and the gang. So kettle's always hot, right, Chad? Yeah,
1: all the time. All the time.
0: Uh, that does bring us to one. Uh, you guys spoke about it a little bit on the BCJ pod. Um, Ryan, wanted to hear your takes a little bit on this. Obviously, the, the biggest news over since the last BVP for the football team would, would be Ben Bryant transferring to Northwestern. Um, kind of just your your thoughts on that. Obviously, you're super close with Ben, um, but uh, going to be his, his last season playing college ball up, uh, up as a Wildcat Northwestern.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was a little, um, I was shocked it kind of came together so fast, but sh- also I'm just going to miss him. You know, he's one of my buddies. Um, I'm going to miss seeing him in the red and black because I know we talked about it before, just how much he embodies, uh, you know, that Bearcat spirit and what it means to be a Bearcat. And I, you know, I think he was, I, I just wanted to see him come back and just, you know, go out some records this year. And I thought he was going to do it, but. I think what he's going into at Northwestern is a good fit for him. Uh, it fits his play style. It fits what he wants to showcase for NFL teams. So um, I'm happy for him. And maybe you can go beat up on uh, Coach Fick a little bit. So that'll be something fun to, to look but out who are, for. Too. Who are you rooting for in that game? Oh, Ben. I'm, I'm rooting Man, for, for sure. Just so I could see Coach Fickle go berserk too.
0: <laughs> is that game in Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, it is. We are. We already are looking at it. We are. Oh, already, really? The boys are already talking some shit on it. So. Oh, really? Look, yeah. Looking for a weekend trip to Madison. Oh yeah. Seeing if we can plead some tickets out of someone <laughs> to watch Ben. Maybe put a little beat down on the badgies, but. So, so you'll
1: have the the Wisconsin logo on, but you'll be rooting for Northwestern.
2: Yeah. Jumping up, <laughs> yeah, you'll get the, get the uh, look.
1: I'm I'm sure somehow
2: Pat can get you some tickets. Come on, oh yeah. I mean we we know the people to ask. You know if they can deliver is what the question. Brady,
0: <laughs> I, come on, they, that's Brady will give you a nice tour before it. You, you've got like the <laughs> Wisconsin like tear away, You know you'll be like on <laughs> on the field with with the Wisconsin dove at, if you want to, and then rip it away, and it'll just be a. Ben, A Ben Bryant, jersey, Cincinnati Jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's go six. Let's go, go six. six. There we go. Um, Just, just to but close. I, I'm pretty sure I pretty like just thinking on it. Like I know it was all really Ben's like, it was all in Ben's hands. Like, I don't think it, was, it had anything to do with, you know, Satterfield like trying to push him out or telling him that he didn't win the job. I think, it seemed like it was more just a hey, let's see what options are out there. Oh, wait, this is a really good option. I could play it safe and go there, and not risk it. And I don't, you know, like like nowadays, I think when you're when you got a dream to play in the NFL, you know, some people might like say like, oh, he's being a coward or he just doesn't want to compete. But I think nowadays, it like the way the portal and the way college football you look out is set for yourself, up, man. I know you do, especially like. I, I I funny story. I ran into Tyler Scott last night. We were uh, both went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy with our girls. And we just no like, had to go to the same movie. Yeah, so I was I was talking <laughs> to him, and it was just like I was just telling my girlfriend. I was like, you know, you picked the guy. He's a GE engineer. That's a multi-millionaire right there. And <laughs> like, like she's like, oh, but you're so funny. I'm like, thanks, babe. You're so nice. Like, ah, yeah, she's yeah. a keeper. <laughs> He's a no, keeper. I, but like. I'm alluding. What I'm alluding to is that, like, that's like a million, like a million dollar life changing decision, and you yeah. know it's hard. You sometimes you have to be selfish, and you see that you see like all of our guys that are getting rewarded with you know life changing decisions with this draft that just dropped. So you know Ben wants to be one of those guys, and maybe he won't. I guess he's not going to do it. Finishing up a Bearcat, even though I'd love that, but you know i'm just happy for him to have an opportunity to to uh, chase his dreams tell the people that don't believe me how much ben bryant loves uc oh he loves it like he loved it literally from the moment of his official visit i could tell you yeah. that <laughs> like, <laughs> the amount of fun that that young ben bryant was having like he loved uc from the moment he stepped on um and he sources
0: confirmed that. sources were remember
2: the remember the barbecue the what
1: royer the barbecue Remember when they used to have barbecues for recruits at the the apartments? Yeah, I was a lot there with a lot Ben. Of like barbecuing. Ben and his dad were there. Like the first, the, I think it was an unofficial visit, and yeah. they were on campus for one of the barbecues. And he was he
2: had a good time that night too. <laughs> yeah, he always did. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, he really. It's hard, like, because you you look at it from like a a past lens of college football where the transfer was always like, oh, that guy's just a quitter. Like, he just cares about himself. But right. I think it's a whole different story nowadays. And Ben, like, look who Ben was battling with. Like, Des Ritter, who's going to go down as, like, one of the greatest UC football players ever, and stuck it through. Like, fought fought that guy <laughs> hard every year. Pushed De- I think if, without, I don't think Des would be nearly as good of a quarterback if it, it wasn't for Ben pushing him. Ben stuck it out every year, every offseason, one of the top guys in the weight room and points. And you'd never expect that from just an average looking like quarterback guy. So like he he did everything he could for this university. And you know, sometimes you gotta make a decision for yourself, and that's what he's doing. But he loves he loves University of Cincinnati. I will die on that hill forever. Amen. Amen. I
0: I mean, you watch Ben. Aaron, were you about to add, add anything? No, I just
3: your response was perfect.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I was going to say, I, I mean, you watched Ben. I, second half against Arkansas, you started to see, okay, I, I mean, this this passive attack, what starts to click is going to be special. You know, you saw it first half against Indiana. And, and you know, I mean, you can talk all you will about, you know, last season, this, that, and the other. But Ben was on the verge of, breaking every single season passing record throughout the first handful of weeks. And, uh, you know, obviously injuries and whatnot towards the end of the year kind of derailed that, but he was a guy that like, like you said, you, you leave and then you come back and then you, you fight again, another battle when you get here against you know, not only Ryan, you you mentioned battling against Des, but you know, Prater, you know, that the running thing is obviously the highest rated quarterback commit or commit on in two seven sports history this that and the other for the Bearcats and that's a another quarterback bat, battle that he's rolling into and then of course this offseason so well I mean I wish him nothing but the best of luck heading home with Grange Illinois right there by uh, Chicago so going can be a lot of a lot of fun to watch him play
3: so Ryan brought up that sometimes if, you, if you're looking to pursue dreams of being in the NFL as Ben is and you're one of the biggest question marks on this team going into the season is the offensive line. And right now, you know, we, we saw that we're looking at four and a half wins being projected by DraftKings as the over under does Ben Bryant move that needle as opposed to Emory Jones, when you still have the question mark of the offensive line, I don't know that that moves
0: the needle. I mean, not only, Question marks that offensive line? I think you got it at wide also receiver, receiver as
1: well. also tight end, receiver at line, than yeah. line. But yeah, I mean, both are valid for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah Like this mobility of Emory isn't just going to guarantee success, you know? Correct. He might be, he might be mobile, but he's going to be getting if we don't running for his line, life. He's gonna be running for his life, and there's going to be if we the receiver room right now, guys aren't going to be running themselves open. We hope they are, but. If you're looking at a sheer like, like looking at it for what it is right now with what we know, like we are not in the best of shape, but we'll get it figured out though. We're going to be optimistic. We're going to, we're going to hope the development really gets after it this offseason with the O line receiver room and just everybody. But
3: hopefully, uh, Camp Higher Ground molds some, (laughs) some boys into
2: men. I know. Might have to. I have to make a, t- a tour out there with you guys to get some PTSD flowing through my veins. It's been a minute. Are you going to bring the uh, the wrestling ring? <laughs> <laughs> I think my uh, MC career died with Coach Brady and the boys leaving. So <laughs>
3: I don't know. Nico might have a special. Place Nico's for you. All <laughs> it. I mean, Nico, Nico's <laughs> your boy. Gotta get at- yeah. He asked about you almost as much as he talked to us. Like while he's talking to us, he's asking about us. Sure, but he just he wondered where the hell you
2: were. <laughs> Shit, man, I feel bad. I gotta go. i got to link up with him then. I keep I need to text him. Go get a lift in or something so we, hey, we can hey. really pick each other's brain. I that's like where you that. find out about a man. Yeah, I, mono I mean, y mono. Yeah, that might sound it. It a little weird, in. but we're just gonna. That's what you find out what he what he's all about. We'll just say it like that. <laughs> hey, if, if
3: you're in his good graces, he'll offer you a Celsius.
2: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't do I don't do that pre workout stuff, man. It's it's. I just Celsius just is like, good though. It's just an oh, energy yeah. drink. Yeah, but then every all these like all these like uh, these kids were doing like Celsius before every lift. They did it for like months, then not. Then they're in the hospital. So oh really drink Celsius. I mean, you know, well, it's TikTok kids. Either. From from oh, what from okay. what
3: I hear, there were there were a couple guys who were NFL Draft Hopefuls who continued to go into his office every time they were there to lift to just tap him for another Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> Let me <laughs> snag <laughs> I mean, a I'm
0: Celsius,
3: sure it though, gives you
2: yeah. a little kickstart, yeah.
0: Let me tag him little Celsius. I don't, know, Celsius
2: like, I don't know if I could. Can just this like caffeine with that loud ass music down there and like lifting hard. I feel like it would just like freak me out. So you I got old to... fast, man. <laughs> what do you Shit, mean? You got old
1: fast, man. That used to fuel your existence. So... That's would, why you woke just... up
2: in the morning. Yeah, I was just, I was just built different, man. I didn't need that caffeine in me. I was just mentally deranged. Do you,
0: do you drink coffee at work?
2: So I held off for months, but now I'm on about four cups a day. So <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that engineering cubicle, I mean, it's hard ah. to get that that psychotic drive to go sit down at your little computer compared to getting under a squat rack bar. Carrie but... Combs would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this bad for me? Because I'll do like Do you have your own pot
1: like in your cubicle?
2: No. They that's they when have you know human... it's bad. Yeah, when you, when you progress to the
1: point that you've got your own pot of coffee in the cubicle, then it's bad.
2: We got that, the uh, mass produced uh, drip coffee. So oh, yeah, it ain't okay. tasting the great. So I go in every morning and right when I get in, I like put my stuff down and I go to the coffee machine. I put ice in my, in my mug and I okay. pour my first cup, just straight chug it. And then I make, then I make a normal one, drink that one. <laughs> Yeah. drink that one and that'll carry me through till lunch yep and then at lunch i'll have a black oh. coffee with my lunch you know to help with the
1: outstanding the and and then after after
2: lunch i'll uh, i do the i, the, the I love coffee the shot like, again
1: <laughs> I love the 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 morning like first one first one let that, that one that one gets that one do you shotgun it like do you have do you need to get like a little thing for the bottom of your coffee mug
2: yeah, Shock. <laughs> are your
3: co workers staring at you like what the hell? No, <laughs> no, <they're, laughs> no, it's, it's, it's mean, quite I, normal.
1: normal. Now, there's four of them, they that. you know, they tap the counter and then they, <laughs> <cheers>. <laughs> <laughs> then they all pour their second cup.
2: Like, it's all right, let's somewhere. get to work. I might have been a Huberman guy. I'm a big Huberman guy. Um, one of my roommates hates Andrew Huberman, so hopefully, he doesn't, doesn't see this, but. Hubie was saying, like, if you – it that's what he has, like, like, like CEOs, guys who can't get a lot of sleep, like, and they're always, like, tired. He, like, has them do that, like, whenever they're, like, crashing because, like, they can't afford to take a nap because they're just so busy. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not that busy. I'm just a normal guy, but I still want to wake <laughs> up and feel good. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just – I'll rip this Huberman coffee chug and it works, so – Keep well,
0: doing I, it. I might adopt the coffee Chuck. I'm a I'm Go a coffee ahead. on the make a coffee at home, drinking on the way to work. When you get to work, pour another cup of
2: coffee. See, that's what he he said. You don't want to. You want to wait at least ninety minutes before you have your right. first cup.
0: Oh no, I I shower, wake up. Oh, so you're water, you're a long. Okay. You got to have a walk water as well before yeah. you have he, the first cup he, of coffee. He takes a
1: forty five minute shower.
2: <laughs> ah. Dude, I'm, I'm starting the day off
0: nah it works out but no I'm right there with you man yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does Jordan four, four coffees and easy
2: Conahan, Wolf of Wall Street. hey yeah <laughs> need
0: to at least two times a day <laughs> four times sometimes but we're still talking about coffee right
2: <laughs> strictly coffee strictly coffee
0: um, but yeah, so Ben Bryant, uh, congratulations to him. Uh, <laughs> so gotta get those ben numbers Bryant. up, baby. Hope, hope him the those best. Rookie luck. Numbers, buddy, yeah, hope him the best. Uh, and especially uh, against whiskey, yeah, there we go. But that, the, that means Emory Jones etched in there as the starting QB1 for year one of the Scott Satterfield era. Chad, you've already kind of given your thoughts on this on the BCJ pod. Um, anything more as obviously the time has elapsed or or Aaron and, and Ryan kind of Emery Jones, man. That's a dual threat quarterback, dual threat to the to the max, if you will. Um a guy who who seems like a gamer for the most part. So excited to see what he does uh behind center, <laughs> if you will.
3: Yeah, they brought him in for a reason. I mean, we, we need to see what Emery Jones is made of. Um, it also leaves the Back a position now open for one of the Bradys, whether that be Lichtenberg or Drogish. Um, so who knows what that looks like. Uh, that'll be an interesting battle to watch at this point during uh, the, the fall camps, summer camps, whatever we're calling them, higher ground, whatever.
0: Yeah, training camp. You know, Chad, Ryan, anything? Emery back there taking the snaps, running the offense. Uh, see what we can do.
2: Yeah, I'm I mean I'm excited to see what he can do, but I was kinda of talking about it earlier. Um, you know, I hope I'm we, we gotta improve everywhere because it might if we don't, it's gonna really neutralize what makes him good and what makes him excel. So if we don't figure out how to protect him, if we don't figure out how to run blocks so we can open up some of those those holes, those gashes for those uh QB runs, the the read options, I mean it's not gonna we're not gonna see the best Emory Jones that that we have, so yeah. I'm excited though. It's something new, and I think he's he's due. He's had a couple up and he's had a couple down years, so to say. He hasn't been in great programs, but I think we're getting giving him a good opportunity. So let's see what old as they get some wide receivers it. in here. I know we lost we lost <laughs> our we lost our big excite our guy. We were all excited about Tarvit. What
1: Biggest I mean, Auburn I wasn't dude? overly he didn't do anything at all, right? Like yeah. I, don't know. I, I look not to say that I like I poo-pooed the commitment because anytime you can get a guy that was originally ranked that high, like oh, it's a good thing. Are. But he hadn't done it like I'm I'm done with these dudes that haven't done anything. And
2: there's then there's a reason like, they're in the portal.
1: Right? I mean, some guys, it's for a better like they they had a good run at one place. They want to step up a level or they want to, you know, coaching changes happened or whatever. But when you're just transferring because you couldn't get on the field, especially you're a spring transfer, which means you couldn't get on the field last year. And then the odds are really good that you couldn't win your job in the spring. And then you go into the portal and all of a sudden people are like throwing crazy NIL dollars at you. I wouldn't fight that. Like, okay, go, go. Like, go be a drain on their pocketbook. If you couldn't get on the field, you know, let's not pretend that Auburn is is dominating offensively in the world of college football, and they're sending, you know, two wide receivers a year to the NFL. That's not happening. The guy was there for multiple years, couldn't get on the field, couldn't get on the field in the spring, and transferred.
0: And And you know, Chad...
1: And but, I, I don't default the kid at all. If somebody wants to pay you more money, go fucking make more money. Right. Right? Like, go go do the thing. But I'm not going to, you know, as somebody that, that is following this closely, I'm not going to get up in arms about a guy that that didn't do much at his previous stop. Didn't do anything. He had, what, two catches last year?
0: Yeah, like I think he has got three total career catches. But he also entered the portal after his first year in Auburn yeah so like and then he went back to Auburn then entered the portal again this offseason committed to Cincinnati and then went to the portal again so it's a uh it is an ongoing thing to, to to see but yeah you know Chad you mentioned you know get get some more wide receivers I think the group they have in there right now is good yeah UConn's best receiver one of Washington State's best receiver D Wiggins with a lot of, a lot of high profile those
1: are guys that, that did things. They, right. they, they played, they made catches, they scored touchdowns. Right. You got three freaking catches in his whole, like in, in two years, like, come on.
0: I, but you know, there's still, there's still space open for a, for a game changer in that wide okay. receiver room. So I, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, all of you t- people on Twitter, you know, good news coming is what, what some of those, some of the players said on Twitter. So we'll see. Including Emory, yeah, including Emory. So, Just could saying. be uh, could be something to track. Um, I I do want to clarify on on this comment.
3: Uh, not Prater. One of the Brady's is the backup. I haven't seen Prater. He didn't he's been
1: what he didn't really participate this spring.
3: He's been injured. So until we see Prater, I don't know that we have Prater. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um. Anything more on on kind of recruiting or or the current team? No, uh,
1: hey, Ryan. You want to talk about what we talked about on the nightcap last night? You want to give your and your and Royer's uh, opinion?
0: Oh, the uh, over under four and a half?
1: Four I
0: I tell you what, man.
1: Paul Brinker Jerome Ford started a game at Alabama and had a good game. Like it, like that Jerome Ford didn't do nothing at Alabama
0: started the season opener. Scored a he touchdown. started the
1: season opener. He won the job in camp and, and started the season opener. So miss me with that. That's not the same as a guy that, that went two years and had three catches.
0: But I, like that
1: is Alabama's running back room crowded and everybody goes to the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that's why I put the caveat <laughs> that it's not like Auburn is just cranking out NFL wide receivers. Right. and He got stuck behind a bunch of pros. At Auburn, Jerome Ford got stuck behind what three guys are in the NFL right now. Uh, Alabama with yeah. Jerome that were yeah. in that backfield without with, that, with in Alabama. That's that's apples and anchovies. Ball.
3: They got like the six, they got like six dudes in the NFL right now. No, but I'm on that team.
1: I, 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 I
3: know what you're Jerome. saying, I know what you're saying, but I mean, even still, like, I'm not sure if that there was an overlap on both sides with that. All the way back to uh, yeah. how, how was Derrick Henry at yeah. this point?
0: I mean, that. That team had what? Nachi Harris, Brian Robinson, um, and Jerome, obviously. I, I mean, that; those are just the two that first pop up right away. But, yeah. And then they've got a plethora of, of wide receiver options as well. So, I, I mean, that team had six, you know, skill position NFL players. Seven if you include Jerome Ford. So, yeah. It's a little different than, than leaving Auburn after – if you – we're playing well. You were going to get some targets because, like you said, Chad, not not too much going on there in Auburn.
1: Um, right. I mean, like that's not that, that's just like being reasonable about it. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, like
1: yeah, all, like Alabama. Yeah, being a running back at Alabama, like you better be. If you don't win it, you better be ready to transfer after two years and go find somewhere you can play if you don't win the job. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what's going on at Auburn at wide receiver.
3: And then they'll refer to you as the Alabama transfer your entire career at whatever school you go to because, God forbid, you have an actual name.
1: <laughs> I loved his response to that, though. That was great. <laughs> as he clapped back, like, now I'm Jerome Ford. Cincinnati running back Jerome Ford. Right. Well, please. I love Ron. Rome was great.
0: He was. He was. What did he say? Eat your vegetables was his main thing he kept saying.
3: <laughs>
0: Eat. Your vegetables, uh, Royer. Real quick, last night it was uh, mentioned the the over under Vegas odds for the Bearcats next season on DraftKings four and a half wins. Four
3: and I a think,
2: half. I think I'm smashing the over. Oh, over I'm 100. hammering the over. Where, where? That's I'm there. I right have the right schedule now. here for you if you want to break it down.
0: Yeah, on there right now.
2: Oh, my God. I'm doing it right now. I will do it as we speak. That's insane. That it. I mean, they should do... You don't think they do so I have. I, would, I have the schedule pulled up, and I think you and Brent
3: should discuss, as Chad and I did last night, what your, your thoughts are game by game. Okay. Um, and I will look for the... Uh, Early the way too early uh plus minus for the uh the breakdown. I saw it somewhere on Twitter today. What, like so. the, the
0: odds or what?
3: Yeah, the, the way too early odds
0: for the games. It, it's always oh oh for the games. Well I I think you were were mentioning like like what are the odds at four and a half. I think it's all it's normally always opens up at just minus one one ten either way. So um and then and then that moves. Yeah, well and then it'll it'll move based yeah. on money. Uh, but I think uh I think we'll see. I I mean Roy, I'm with you. I'm I'm hammering the over. Um I just
3: it's
1: interesting. But so
3: Eastern Kentucky, the line is expected to be minus twenty nine and a half in favor of the Bearcats. Yeah. I think we can all agree Eastern Kentucky is going to be a win. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pitt is expected to be favored by five. Yeah. At Pitt. Uh,
0: Right. I think I've got the same thing you're looking at the the K yeah. ford ratings. Yeah, yeah. My Ohio seventeen and a half, right?
3: And that's courtesy of the ten twelve network. Okay, keep
0: keep rolling
2: with it, Aaron. I'll I'll, I'll keep rolling what, with you.
0: What 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 are we doing with Pitt?
2: I I mean I don't know much about Pitt. Everyone just keeps saying like it's an automatic loss. I I'd have to go look at their. They're I don't think lost, it's an
1: automatic right? loss, but if the pits favored by five, that's to me, that's you know, a coin flip. What you add a home field if you subtract what home field is considered home field advantage, that makes it two. Like pit yeah. pit straight up on a neutral field would be a two point favorite over Cincinnati. That's a coin flip. This is the point I'm gonna get to as we go through this, Royer. Keep that word coin flip in mind. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh next game. In. Next game, Miami. You see, is favored. 17-and-a-half. I think we can all agree that if they lose to Miami, whatever team loses to Miami is just going to be a travesty if they ever lose to Miami ever again. 89%
0: uh,
1: chance of winning that one, yeah.
3: Uh, Oklahoma favored by nine and a half at
1: Nippert. That's a significant uh, yeah. Oklahoma advantage.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: Vegas is never going to favor Cincinnati in the first year of the Big 12. Even – all things being, even if Fickle was still here, I don't know that they're
1: going to I give. I mean, deny. Oklahoma's supposed to be top fifteen, or they're going to be voted top fifteen, right? Yeah.
3: So, uh, BYU. Uh, Cincinnati is favored by two and a half at BYU on a short week.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think, uh, I think that's a, a winnable game, BYU obviously lost their quarterback to the NFL yeah, yeah coin flip uh lost lost their quarterback to the NFL um they weren't great last year uh, I think uh you know we'll see on a short week though bye week yep and then
3: Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati Cincinnati's unfavored uh, uh by two and a half
2: uh so what are they right now they they'd be two and two based on what favorites.
0: Two, they'd be three and two
2: based on three and two. Three and two.
3: wins. Yeah, uh, favored by two and a half against Iowa State at home in Nippert. Coin flip. So again, if you're going by odds, you're you're at three and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor favored by two at Nippert the following week. going flip. Under underdogs. Aaron. What's Baylor's Baylor? favored by two. That's what I said. Baylor Baylor's favored by two.
1: Uh, I think I I wow. thought you said I, Baylor. I think, I think your pause was threw right,
0: everybody yeah. off. It was
3: it was a pregnant pause. I'm sorry. That's
0: okay, <laughs> good.
1: we're good.
3: Uh, Oklahoma State favored by five, at Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, tough tough place to to win. Obviously, year one, Big Twelve. But Aaron, I think like you said on the on the nightcap, if. You know we'll we'll be able to see what this team's like heading into these weeks and kind of get a gauge on, on on where they're at. But yeah, I mean, tough to win on the on the road at Stillwater.
3: Yeah, I think we'll have a we should have a really good idea of what this team is going into the bye week for that sure. Point, yeah, yeah. Um, UCF favored by one and a half in week ten at Nippert.
2: I think we're winning that game. Payback. coin flip by by one of the biggest are you noticing a trend
1: ryan coin flip flip.
2: because
3: nobody knows who cincinnati is right like
1: no that doesn't have anything to do like no they're they're, they're, (laughs) these games are just welcome to playing in the big 12. these games are all going to be close yeah like going into it the point spread is going to be between three points one way and three points the other way that's why betting on an over under until this we find the identity of Scott Satterfield's team is kind of silly, in my opinion. Week, week 11 and week
3: 12 are pickums at Houston and at West Virginia.
1: Going flips. Literally going flips.
3: <laughs> and Cincinnati is favored by eight at home to close it out against Kansas.
1: Right.
2: I the like biggest, it. I like the biggest wins. favorite. I think five than- wins is a great... Uh, we miss a bowl game. <laughs> we miss a bowl yeah. game, but I make my money.
0: or Or one of those, like, <laughs> bowl games where, like, they're like, all right, we have to fill in three more slots. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> that
0: Cincinnati team won three out of their last
2: – won their last three games or something like that. Let's go ahead and add that. I think they can get over four the way – and I think there's going to – I think there's going to be a game that we're going to win that we don't do, – like, yeah, we might not expect – how many and games you guys win in Fickle's first year? I think the chance of of us winning a game that we quote unquote shouldn't are higher than us dropping a game because like I think like most games that like we should drop quote unquote are like in, what Miami EKU Kansas yeah I think I think the chances of us stealing one are better so I I like over four and a half so. I'm just pointing
1: out, like, it's not yeah, no, four not and a half. Mean. You it's think easy. you know what? It's easy. Four and a half. Like they're gonna win five games. But yeah. like you it, something happens, you gotta you gotta go to a different quarterback. You don't have Ben anymore. So you got like a month where you're playing one of the backups. Like now all of a sudden, like that things kind of get away from you, if you will. Like I, I'm just yeah. I, I I I think they'll win more than four games. My guess is six or seven. Like when we go through this exercise going into the season, I'll probably be at six or seven wins, um, but I wouldn't feel comfortable putting amount of, an amount of money that I'll miss on over
2: four and a half. Is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think
2: I just I put fifty bucks on it right now. So that's fair. Hey,
0: hey, yeah, it's, it's hey! You're, you're
1: you're an engineer at GE, like you poop fifty dollar bills, right? My gambler, baby, okay.
0: my gambler. I
1: love it. Um.
0: I mean, I, I just think the defense is, especially the defensive line, they're, you know, like I say, day one ready, you know. So I I think that within itself at least puts you in every game. I think that's why so many are of, of, of the coin toss variety, like like you've mentioned, Chad. Yeah, but Brent,
1: I think the, thing, the other thing you have to consider there, yeah, I think the defensive line is going to be good. It's not a defensive line. It's a prolific sack unit.
0: Right. At this point, at
1: this yeah. point. Like, now you hope that Brian Brown – friend of the friend of the network, yeah. that his defense, like, improves that. But, like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think the defensive line is going to be excellent. But I, I don't have any proof that they're a unit that's going to go out and get four or five sacks a game.
0: Right. I mean, Greshik, obviously, you're, you're leaning you're heavily on big him. Big. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I there's question marks everywhere. I agree. But when you have three kind of layups for wins – Unless, like, they are completely tumbling and, and like, there's question marks about it yeah, and emory said no, are really...
1: I, I know what you're saying. I, I'm just saying, I, we talk about gambling responsibly. Yeah. I don't know responsibly that you can put a big number of, of dollars on four and a half.
3: And if you're going to do it, you know, feel
1: free to use our friend's <laughs> Betfred.
3: Use, <laughs> download Betfred on your phone. Use promo code BEARCAT for your Bearcat Journal promotions, which also supports us here at BCJ
1: do that the nba playoffs are going on a lot of good boosts a lot of good stuff uh on the bet Fred app for you to uh enjoy your wagering responsibly
0: amen i'm gonna go the over still um and i will do it unresponsibly so uh it's just kind of how i do things but yes <laughs> through through my friends at bet fred uh yes yeah but um yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be interesting, but but I I do agree with Aaron. We'll know a lot after the three you know non conference games, and you know kind of what uh, what it looks like against Oklahoma. I I mean they could surprise Pitt in, in week two because a lot like what it's a coin flip. I don't think it's a yeah.
1: surprise. Like they they could win that game. But oh no 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 no.
0: I meant just like surprise them because there's like no tape at all. Where are you going to yeah. expose anything on and I guess EKU week one? No, you're not. So. It'll be, you know, a what if Brown just throws the entire kit and caboodle at Pitt? It, it'll be interesting.
1: Here's my point on the on the sacks, Paul. The, the Big Twelve is notoriously a passing league, right? So you got to get after the quarterback. Like, yes, I, I I definitely think this group, the way that they're they're uh, positioned, should be pretty good against the run. No argument there at all. In the Big Twelve, they're going to throw. And if they're gonna throw, you better be able to get some heat on the quarterback. This is you're not in the American anymore. Like, you know, you're not gonna, and 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 you don't have NFL draft picks all over the secondary anymore, mm-hmm. like they've had, you know, in the past. Um, so I I just think like we're gonna need to see that Brian Brown, and I'm not saying they can't do it because you're getting a defensive coordinator whose system is known for getting after the quarterback. Yeah. I'm just saying the returning guys, the guys that we're counting on to be the meat of this defensive line are not prolific sack guys. Right, And in the Big 12, you got to get after the quarterback. So I, I agree with you, Paul. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think they're going to be really good against the run. That's going to help you against the pass. But when you get into one of those games in the fourth quarter in the Big 12 where the quarterback throws it, 20 times 23 times in the fourth quarter you better bring them down once or twice like you you better have that threat that the quarterback knows I got to keep an eye on where the pressure is coming from where my where my reads are I'm trying to get the ball out quick to you know you're not going to be able to stand back there and just wait for things to open up against the secondary that that you don't have a lot of answers yet um so that's what I mean on the 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 being able to get after the quarterback part. Uh, can they? I, I think they can, but we have to mm-hmm. see it. Like I, you know, yeah. how many? You guys have been watching me on this network for like almost a decade now uh, on these podcasts. I want to see it before I believe in it. I want to see it, and we haven't seen it yet. So I'm gonna be at least a little bit like you know. I see better than I hear, as uh Marvin Lewis said 7,000 times during his coaching tenure at Cincinnati.
0: There we go, there we go. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, especially early, just kind of the uh ripples and whatnot that they do. And I, you know, who, who knows if Jamal Williams takes another step at Camp Higher Ground and yeah, he's
1: gonna have aggressive in front of him, though,
0: right? But but still, it's just you know, the depth, quality, quality, depth, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree along along the line, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, since the orange man took out second mortgage to place on the over, <laughs> I'm right there with you, bro. Right? I mean, there it's, with it's,
3: you. it's not going to pay out for seven months, but no big deal,
0: right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I always put in the future bets and on the
3: futures, does it, does it pay out as soon as you hit over that four and a half wins, or does it do you have to wait until the end? of the I've season? had
0: both the uh thing that I've used recently, you know, before it's by the end of the regular season. But I I imagine some now with all the new states opening up and whatnot, I'm sure some apps probably pay out the second that it hits, but normally it's like an end of the season type or I'm
3: sure they'll be quick to take your money and, and close you <laughs> out on that. But I mean they take your money immediately. So they, of all right well if you <laughs> there
0: are three games left but you will not hit the <laughs> um but yeah so We'll see what happens there, uh, Ryan. I think he's doing the mid pod ordeal that he does. I was getting ready to ask him about uh, the the players that have been drafted and uh, his thoughts on those. But is it I'm egg 30? There he is. is it hey, egg no 30? eggs? No eggs.
2: I was filling up my water. Egg thirty. Egg
0: 30. <laughs> filling up the wawa. Uh, my my fellow over four and a half in crime, Ryan. The uh, NFL Absolute draft took place, and we, uh, we have not been able to, to get your your thoughts on it up to this point. Since, since the draft did take place, the NFL Players Association invited 45 players to its annual NFL Players Rookie Premier event in Los Angeles, May 18th to the 21st. Both Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott were invited to that. It's a, it's a business and marketing event for them. Uh, 45 players get invited both Trey and Tyler got invited obviously the third Bearcat drafted was Josh Wiley to the Titans um just from what you've been able to gather what you've been able to to hear what you've been able to to see your your thoughts on the draft overall and then of course all the un- undrafted free agents that were added to teams uh a couple weekends ago uh
2: I thought we were going to get one more guy um but I was also shocked to see Trey go over Tyler. No hate to Trey at all. I just thought Tyler was had a little more hype around him. Um, but I was happy for both of them. And then Josh, happy for Josh. I think Vrabel was always enamored with this little fickle with this little fickle guys. You know, they got they got that little connection, and um, I'm happy for him to be in a system and an organization like that. Um, but. Wow. And I'm also happy for all the guys, I think, got an opportunity that deserved it, whether they got free agent or camp invites. Um, I was happy to see, like, a bunch of the guys that we knew deserved the shot, get the shot. So yep. I think um, Huber and – Huber and who's other Viking? Pace, um, right? Pace, yeah, Ivan. Yeah. Ivan. Um, I think that'll be interesting. You know, they get to go into camp together like same linebacker room um that'll be i'm i'm excited for them to kind of go through that process together i think it's going to help both of them a lot but i was shocked to not see ivan get picked up in the the last round i thought for sure he deserved that but you know at the end of the day it's about you know what you do when when camp comes around so as long as he's at the camp he has every opportunity to make the team and make plays and i think that's what he's going to do just Chip on his shoulder perpetually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Arquan going over to Seattle. Um, that's that's sick. I think with Kobe there too, yeah. that's gonna really help him. I think he, he's gonna really lean on Kobe. I think Kobe's really gonna uh, help him out. I think it's be great. They have you know, Seattle's known for great secondary, and I think they got great development, and I think that's really good for Arquan because I think he has a lot of talent, he has a lot of ability, but I do think he needs even like, you know, you go to college for five years and you think you're Mm -hmm. developed, but you you can never be like too developed. And I think being in that system, that team uh, with Kobe, it's going to be great for him as well. Uh, I was shocked that Hicks didn't get at least a free agent signing, you know, all the numbers, the reps he had. um, I was shocked. got invite to rookie minicamp, but didn't get the the offer. Yeah. There's all these like technical terms now. I I thought he was going to (laughs) be signed. Um, But it makes you just like, damn, like it's kind of like a little more nerve wracking for him now that he has to go. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I mean, he was like he led the country in takeaways, you know, that that one year that Wiggins was out
2: for the season. So, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. He's played solid ball and, you know, he's done it for a while. He's got a lot of reps under his belt. So I thought someone would take a bite at him. Um, Who else really was I?
0: Uh stall to the Dolphins. Yep. Lenny, um, Lenny the Jags to the Jags. Which uh, Chuck good. to Tennessee. Chuck yep. to Tennessee. Mets Another. to uh the Bears. Chicago. That was that? one of
3: the things that to Chicago, Mets to the to the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things I pointed out to Brent last week is I thought it was astounding how many of the guys who ended up on teams, especially in the uh the invite, not invites, but uh, the undrafted free agents were on teams with other Bearcats already. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think, so. yeah, it's good. I mean, I think it shows that they they see kind of what you get from a Bearcat, and I think it speaks volume. I think you know you kind of saw like teams like falling in love, like the Saints always like to draft Buckeyes for some reason. And, love Buckeyes, <laughs> yeah. But like, I think now you're starting to see. Um, it's not just one team. I think there's a lot of people taking chances on, on the the Cincy players because of that kind of how how we were how we were trained, mm-hmm. how we how we play the game, how we prepare, um, treat people with respect too. I think that was a big part of our program. Good, respectful young men, and I think NFL front offices and NFL coaches they fall in love with players like that, like Brian Cook for example, and then you see like Jeremy Cooper, you know them going like giving Coop a chance. So I think it just it's a good testament, man. We may not have had as many as we had the year before get drafted, but just see guys getting picked up, man. That's every opportunity, balls in their court, and I'm always gonna bet on those guys. So I'm happy for them.
1: Paul, Paul, hold on. Paul Paul, you're making my point. The Big 12 is a passing league that isn't good at sacking the quarterback or playing pass defense. That's why teams average like Forty-seven points a game in that conference play in that league. If I'm gonna feel confident about Cincinnati, I want to feel that their pass defense is is above what you're pointing out. That's all. Carry on.
0: Uh, Paul, yeah, kind and, of, Paul,
1: Paul and I like to go back and forth. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's understandable.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I kind of what what Royer was saying that. Uh, just the the amount of, of Bearcats getting a look, you know. One of we all think Ivan Pace will be someone that kind of sticks a little bit there in, in Minnesota. I saw someone else mentioning Will Huber there in Minnesota, just his his overall size and ability to kind of be you know a special teams player as well as someone who who can you know blitz and and have different you know packages work for him defensively. And then you saw another media member that covers the Dolphins mention that. James Tunstall has got a little bit to him, so you know Tunstall might be turning, turning some heads down there in Miami as well. Uh, obviously, has the length, and and we saw that, and he's kind of somewhat new, at, not new because he played in high school, but you know the whole college basketball to uh, college football transition that he made um, is another thing to watch. So, I think some of these names will stick, and uh, it'll be it'll be exciting to see. Chad, you want to? You want to give anything more on on Paul there? <laughs> okay, a um, uh, couple more things real quick before we we move on a little basketball and then the uh, mailbag. But uh, guys, would you imagine uh, like four years ago, five years ago, if you will, seeing Sauce Gardner sitting courtside at a with
1: Aaron Rodgers New York
0: Knicks game with with and Aaron Rodgers. And Alba, and he has no idea who Jessica Alba is. Why would he
1: have any idea who Jessica Alba is? <laughs> He's like 22.
0: But she, she's in a gift that I send a lot. You know, like like the come over
3: here. I GIF. don't
1: think he follows you.
0: He did no. clarify and say he had,
3: he had seen movies that she had seen been in. He just didn't know yeah. who. He didn't know her name. Right?
1: Like, who, how would he know? Like, oh, Jessica Alba. Like that was like 2003 that she was a household name. That's all I'm saying. Like, he wouldn't know who she is.
0: What was the the quote that I, I mean? It was a brilliant. How quote. many
1: references from that time period have I made on this show? And you guys look at me like I have five heads.
0: The Jessica Alba, same team.
1: I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general, like time, like Sauce is Sauce is 22. Jessica Alba was famous like 20 years ago. <laughs>
3: what is that i mean her daughter her daughter knew who he was if that tells you anything right like
1: right right like look i love jessica alba back in the day i just don't th- i don't i don't fault sauce for not knowing who she was
0: yeah i i mean I, the the jessica alba situation is is uh, something that i like but the quote that sauce Gardner had about the situation is something that i love he said how he told jessica alba how can i get caught up when it was I'm one of her catch. friends.
1: It was one of her friends.
0: Right. Well, that's he, he what... was He was spitting game at one of her friends. It was minutes to both of them. I Alva it was brought daughter. it to the light. No, it was her friend.
3: It
1: oh. I think it was her friend. I don't know. All right. How
0: can I get caught up when I'm the catch? I, I mean, that's just... That is... Nailed it. Sauce. Nailed
1: it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well said, sir.
0: But yeah, I, I mean... Chad, would you have forecasted that seeing, seeing Skinny Sauce gardener at Camp Higher Ground? I mean that's that's amazing. I would not have. That is amazing. Um, and of course, also you saw Des Ritter at Churchill Downs for the uh, Kentucky Derby uh, with with James Hudson and uh, Drake London uh, over the weekend. So uh, Bearcats making their their names and uh, I mean, oh, and I saw the next oh, what's that called on on TNT the golf outing that they do. The match is what it's called, right? It's going to be. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes versus Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. So and Bearcats all over the place, man, all over the place. Um, but anything else football-wise before we move on quickly to basketball for a second? No, Our first paper supply timestamp.
1: Let's get to it then, why don't we? Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Boom, baby.
0: Ryan, one last thing football-wise. Uh, you mentioned you were with uh, – you saw T. Scott last night. Um, did you see online that people are saying that if, if Mike Singletary was at the draft party with with the Tyler Scott family, did you see that at all? You're muted, first off. Yeah. Sorry. No, I did not. Yeah. I, I guess, like, <laughs> Singletary and, and Mr. Scott are, like, doppelgangers. Did you see that at all? no i gotta look into that that's funny no it's 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 pretty funny but but also ryan you were off off camera what are your what are your thoughts on sauce
2: courtside with with aaron Rodgers and and alba yeah that's just a whole new level man it it, it, like you kind of knew he had the personality but just sometimes like to make it to that level of kind of like fame so to say it's like it it's it's rare and to see him do it that quick is super rare too so it's fun it's like it's like it's just always like a oh like i played with that guy type moment like just Uh seeing him be able to do this and like after like saying some obscene shit to him in the locker room it just kind of like makes it that much better and you're just that much happier for him just knowing that where he comes from and the type of guy he is so i'm excited for him. i love every bit of every bit of pub that he gets makes me happy so he didn't know Alba. Do you think he knew Turtle from Montara that were, was sitting next to Rogers? <laughs> I I don't think he knew. I don't. I mean, I don't blame him because, right? I, I mean, it's. Do you know Alba? Jerry kind of, Ferrara. Al, yeah, yeah. I know. I know her. I know the name and I know the face, but I wouldn't be able to like list a bunch of stuff that she's done. To be honest with you, but yeah, I wouldn't Fair be enough. surprised at all if he. Did not know her. Very fair, very fair.
0: Um, but yeah, basketball. Now we 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 roll into hoops. So you always got to touch on it, no matter what. Uh, pretty quiet along the uh, basketball front throughout this past week. Uh, Chad, you kind of dropped a, a nice, uh, quick write up on the names that the that the staff is checking out for twenty
1: twenty four. That's the, I, I dropped the what I what I know to be the top of the board.
0: Right, right.
1: So, I mean, there's plenty of other things that they're monitoring and guys that they've that have, has caught their eye uh, out on the AAU trail and, and things that are happening. But those are like if you're if you're looking at who who is getting the most attention on the road. Those are the guys that are, uh, you know, and, and most of the names we knew. Yeah. There's some new stuff starting to pop up a little bit, but um, look. A lot of, a lot of stars on that list. A lot of stars main, on that main list, thing I'll you see
0: you there. Yeah. Main thing you see there. Um, what is the calendar at right now? As far as it a dead period can, can coaches go back out on the road soon?
1: Or is it kind of a, so I, I think right now kids can still visit, mm-hmm. um, in May. I don't know if there's like specific periods where they can't coaches are off the road until June, they have two weeks in June that they can go out for high school and camp events. No AAU in June. June is not an AAU month. Um, And then they're allowed to go out at the beginning of July for AAU. And then there's like that ridiculous uh, NCAA sanctioned camp thing that that Mm -hmm. they're still pushing at the end of July that nobody goes to everybody still stays with their AAU team and plays their AAU events. So, you know, Um, but right now the coaches are not out on the road unless you have a dad that coaches an AAU team and then you're allowed to go watch his games. Uh, You're allowed to go see your dad's team play, which is, you know, in some situations beneficial. I I don't, I can't think of any off the top of my head, uh, um, me neither.
3: Way down in Kokomo.
1: So you're you're allowed to do that if, you know, you're allowed to, to do family time, AAU events. Uh, but um, ultimately, uh, things are pretty much in visit mode until coaches can get back out in June. Uh,
0: yeah, and, and that dad coach is a pretty doggone good team.
1: I, I don't know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um yeah, I mean they're they're close by, but anyway, uh, you know, no, no,
1: no, I'm no, English.
0: No, no, I'm not No, I'm from no I'm from Indianapolis, so no, i Indianapolis. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, then there's the portal. Uh, of course, this is the the the. <laughs> Aaron, you got it. Eventually, you got what, it. what does that even mean? I mean, if you come on, just put two and two together. Uh, anyway, then you got the portal. Um, I, I believe it closes on the 11th, Chad. I, I yeah. think that's uh, that's for new names entering the portal, uh, for the basketball right. side. Uh, you can right. still transfer if you're a grad transfer. Uh, those have different uh, rules for the, the undergraduates, if you will. Um, obviously, the, the name that we kind of tossed around a little bit and that. Everyone has has been discussing is Aziz Bandiago. Uh not quite sure there's there's any much more to report on that than kind nothing of nothing new at the moment. Right. What's been kind of already discussed and talked about on uh last, last week's pod and I'm following a couple forward.
1: leads. As soon as I have further information, I will I will pass along that further information. But right now, nothing new.
0: Okay. OK, um, I I was going to bring up a discussion here about the, you know, recruiting the portal compared to recruiting high school and kind of, you know, the effects that that'll have. But I'll I'll hold off until next week's pod and, and kind of have a little bit more of a discussion on that as, as things continue to move and new names come in. But it's it's a it's a very interesting discussion to see how coaching staffs are going to tackle the, the future of basketball, which is obviously right in front of us now, as you see, you know, the top 100 transfers, you know, you've got names that are going to be instant impact players right away. And it, it's very interesting to see how staffs are going to juggle the recruiting of the portal and the recruiting of high school players going forward. We'll, we'll dive into that more a little bit uh, next week. Cause this week we actually did a good job filling the, uh, filling the bubbles that we needed. So, um, Basketball-wise, obviously, uh, keep keep checking everything BCJ on the board. Uh, it's going to be updated as updates happen. Uh, anything else as far as the, the team or anything on, on basketball, I think it's obviously the very, very slow stage. Um, AAU will probably fire up the rest of this month, and then you've already mentioned the happenings after that. So more will come on this topic, but... For now, that's uh, that's where we're at.
1: Are we, are we time stamping it?
0: We're time stamping it, mailbagging it, and it, it seems like it's another tidy summer show, if you will.
1: Quick Paper Supply, they provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies, products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009. One of the largest majority-owned companies in the city. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Oh, and, and Aaron, as you get the mailbag ready, I'm I, I'm sorry. I meant to mention as well, Rayvon Griffith showed out in the uh, All-Star game over the weekend. The the Ball is Life All-Star game. Sometimes, man, those are a hard watch. <laughs> I mean, if you tuned into that as, at all, it's... Uh, very very playground without the uh the grit that you'll see on the playground, if you will. But uh some some nice dunks. Uh hit a couple threes, I think. And then of course uh there was a lot of discussion on the board as well, just kind of about the the final recruiting rankings, uh top one hundred for Cincinnati, both jizzle and Ravon in the top one hundred, and uh promising abilities to see what they are able to do going forward. So um, Good to see Rayvon though. Continue to show what what he's going to be able to show as a Bearcat next year, and that's a lot of promise. Absolutely, yes. Did you did you catch the the All Star game at all, Aaron? The the beautiful ball is life. All Star? No, he didn't. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, may, maybe peep the highlights on the future Bearcat. All right.
3: Opening up the mail bag. Hey, baby. Chad, I'm assuming since i would never heard from you, that you never got a hold of Adrian for the – Yeah, I'll,
1: we're aiming for next week on that.
3: All right. Moving on. <laughs> the football portion of the mail bag here. Starting it off, uh, who is the best past or present pure athlete you've seen play for UC at
0: Nippert?
1: Football. That's tough, man. I mean, part of me wants to say Marty just because he did things that nobody we've, we've never seen anybody do the things that Marty could do and, and against the level of competition that he did it right um he was just electric like just electric and could change a game in 10 seconds and I, I don't Apple know foot. i don't know that that we've ever seen anybody have that ability that marty had um but time now says sauce right the the i think you have the, to he 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 did something on the other side of the ball that is the equivalent of what Marty used to do on offense. Like he just.
2: I'm like, team sauce as well.
1: I, I think it probably has to. It probably has to be sauce.
3: But I think you can make some honorable mentions when you include people like Des. When you include people like Isaiah Pead.
2: So is this Short, like pure athlete, isn't just like pure athleticism? Pure or just athleticism,
1: like, yeah. I think that's what they're asking, like the yeah. purest athlete. Ivan. Ivan's Ivan's a big time athlete. Yeah. I,
0: I yeah, I, I'm with you with Marty though. Um, just I, I mean, at one point he was in the running for the Heisman, and I think it was like week five or something when when Pike was up there one and two for the Heisman. You know, the early Heisman odds. Marty was great. like fifth on that list and i
1: think i think with marty the thing was just the the quickness like if you're talking best pure athlete his quick twitch ability to put his foot in the dirt and just leave everybody like they were standing still mm-hmm. you know another guy i think you you almost and maybe it's just more speed than pure athlete johnny hope jerome drum Fo- jerome ford jerome ford. Jerome ford yeah Jerome Ford watching him run away from people, like if he got a seam, oh, yeah, he was gone, like just gone.
0: That UCF game, man. I mean, when he was out gaining the entire night, yeah. I mean, I, you know, you go back to Marty, his one game at Oklahoma,
1: right? And That's what I mean when I say, like, he, like, he, when the competition ramped up, Marty was as good as, as anybody I've ever seen.
0: His <laughs> kick return against Pitt, but yeah. uh. You know the, the thing about Sauce is he's like deceptively pure athlete. You know what I mean? It, he just made it look so easy, and that's like when you are kind of like, wow, this it's deceptive athleticism. John White mentions my J. That was gonna be another one I would I would bring up. Um, big time I, athlete for sure. Oh yeah, big time. Um, let's see here. I, what Wiggins? Uh, but yeah, I mean, my is he, he healthy. Yeah, Marty, Pete had some some excitement. But Chad, I'm with I'm there with you with Jerome too. Man, he that that run against Georgia was just kind of opening up the uh, the the beautiful treasure chest. I mean, Him.
1: those guys that he just dusted were they became a defense that won two national championships.
0: They all play for the Philadelphia Eagles
1: now. He, he ran through them like they were slow. Yeah. Like, like, they were legitimately slow. Like, <laughs> that's that's really freaking hard to do, to run through a defense like that and just to have everybody just looking at the bottom of your cleats from behind. And we know how
3: fast they were as they closed on that ball that Dez threw at the end of the game in and unreal it, time. It was, that, that, was that
1: against 99 teams. That was, that was the game. That was, you know, if it wasn't a touchdown, it was like a 40-yard game. Right. But I,
0: I think rest. we did a good job on that one, guys. We're probably missing a handful of names, but
1: Antoine Peak was definitely up there. Uh just pure athlete. Like I know he doesn't look it. Barwin was an yeah. incredible athlete. Trent Cole. Trent Cole, great athlete, yeah. I mean Jason. Look at what Jason does. Jason, yeah. Getting out in space barrican- and, and blocking guys. Br- yep. James Wiggins was There's a very barrican- good. The-
3: Killed, killed a mountain lion with his bare hands.
1: Yeah. I don't know that Jeff Luke was as great of an athlete as much as he was more just a physical specimen.
0: I, I was talking with Jeff Luke on the, on the field before the UCF game this past year. He, he said he'd love to come on the pod sometime.
1: Well, then That's why nice. isn't he even on the pod?
0: Hey, well, because we, we just had to hear... confirmation of the ripping off of the face mask story which Brent would have gotten his cell phone number but
3: but every cell phone he holds he crushes so he he doesn't have a cell phone
0: yeah I texted him and I you know he he replied and I texted him again it just it showed up green so who knows we'll see Uh, where would you place coach
3: sat's seat and how hot it is compared to all of the current big (laughs) twelve coaches also what are the top three hottest seats what you know, yet? he hasn't even coached a game here yet. But
1: what the fuck are we doing, Merk? <laughs> just the second part might have been an interesting question. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you're just not even going to honor the second part of the question because of first? No.
1: <laughs> How hot is the guy's seat that's never coached a game and has a six-year guaranteed contract? <laughs> What are we we doing? We have a higher standard here. We have a higher standard here than that, Merck.
0: I mean, I think we can do the second part of the question, though.
1: No, we can't. (laughs) I'm refusing to allow that to happen. If the first part of your question is that bad, I'm not answering the good part. No. Yeah. No.
0: All right. One of them likes vodka Red Bulls. Uh,
3: not a question, but can you please tell all the boomers to stop complaining about how this staff announces new recruits?
1: This is really simple. Look, I, I, I've tried to explain this on the board 30 times. Nobody has yet to understand it. The previous staff like to announce or make it known, signal a commitment 30 minutes before the announcement. This staff likes to let you know something is happening when the kid calls and says, I'm going to be a Bearcat. Guess what? I'm gonna open the. I'm gonna peel the curtain back. There are times that we have gone six weeks from when a kid calls to announce his commitment to when he actually makes the announcement. That article has
3: been done for days,
1: (laughs) weeks, months—like months. Like that's this staff has a different um, approach, signaling mechanism. And that's okay. You, you have to adjust. Not them. They do things this way. This is how they're going to do things. They are going to let everybody know there's a commitment when the kid calls and says, I'm coming. Now, is that dangerous? Yes.
3: It's like the white smoke at the Vatican. It's it's just to let you know that something happened.
1: Is that dangerous? Yes. I will tell you, I've stood next to Luke Fickle when kids have walked up to him and committed, like, I've seen it happen. And those kids ended up never actually publicly committing to UC. And oh, it somewhere else. <clears throat> so is it a little more risky than the other other way? Yes. Guess what? The other way, there have also been 30 minutes before an announcement is supposed to happen, the signal goes up, and the announcement still never happens neither way is perfect both are just ways to build excitement on social media that's why they do it that's what it's for it's okay if, if it makes you uncomfortable because you don't like change and and you think that things should always be done one specific way and they should never change well there's a new staff and guess what i'll give you another secret there are guys that are in charge of the high school commitments that tweet things about the high school commitments and then there are guys that are in charge of the transfer portal that tweet things about the transfer portal these two things are not mutually exclusive so just it's going to take a little while for everybody to find the rhythm of what's happening. Right. This <laughs> is like G.I. Joe. No one's half the battle, Darren Vampires. Well, no. How you guys know? He
0: he's he, I like I that. Know what it's saying. I like that a lot though. Darren, good know, job. Now you
1: know. And then now you know after the commitment. I get it. I added the G.I. Joe thing because I love G.I. Joe. Knowing is half the battle. I've used that my whole life.
3: I'm so gonna go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to bat for the other side because I do enjoy the way things used to be. I do. Okay.
1: Well, great. But
3: I'm, you. I'm all, I'm also a go dude. root for Let's Wisconsin. Go. Nah, I'm good on that. I, I've muted all those people.
0: <laughs>
3: did you see That's their, how
1: things are being done at Wisconsin. Go root for them.
0: Did you see Wisconsin did a, did a let it fly for their spring practice? Sure. Didn't. Why are you surprised? <laughs> they're, they're shark, Sharky's there.
1: Right, it's Sharky but and I have, Vic, and like the whole brain trust is there. They're gonna do. Yeah. everything Every. It's kind of like when it's, it's
3: kind of like the, masterminds. When, didn't Squat Fest happen at Notre Dame or something? Like, didn't something
1: weird it's happen? Similar. It wasn't. Yeah. But oh, there's gonna be a Squat Fest at Wisconsin. Like,
2: 100 percent.
1: A thousand, not 100%, right? a hundred percent, right? Thousand percent.
0: Shark Shark recently got married. Congrats, Shark! Shout yeah. out to to former GOAT for the Bearcats. Well, GOAT, if you will. But, yeah. (laughs) Tell me why. (laughs) Tell you why.
3: Anyway.
1: She doesn't doesn't understand the power of like, you know, Aaron's got, Aaron drives the car. All
3: right. Um, Is there any story behind Joel DeBlanco being captain of his USFL team one day and being gone the next day? I I I don't know what you're allowed to talk about or what you're not allowed to talk about, if you
2: even know. All right, so Joel DeBlanco was involved in a massive uh, drug-running and money-laundering <laughs> system. Keep going,
0: all, keep going.
2: He uh, was located out done. Mexico City, and mm-hmm. he was basically next in line to El Chapo. And when oh. El Chapo left <laughs> behind bars, Joel had to step up, and I don't think the – The uh, USFL team was taking too much liking to his new habits, and so they decided to let him go and walk. But I think there are some interests. They're looking past some of the crime, and they're thinking that he's got a chance as long as he can give them some of his earnings from uh, across the border. But They
3: ran all of their uh – Communications through Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, right?
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was all encrypted communications through uh, Call of Duty. I would say that story checks out, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate
0: all you right, you want doing. the
2: real story? The real story is Joel DeBlanco was on the team bus, and the there were a lot of t- a lot of seats taken up, and Joel needed to sit somewhere. So Joel goes back and the kicker of the team was sitting with his legs on both seats and joel says can you move kicker says no joel says basically can you move again the kid says no and joel then gets upset and he's trying to like take the kid's legs and move them and then it it just escalates into a physical altercation i don't know and then joe beat the piss out of the kicker I don't think there was like, there was no, (laughs) but I think um, the kicker decides to basically take a stand and say, I, if he's not off the team, I'm pressing charges on Joel. And so then he would have took a
3: stand to begin with. None of this would be a problem because there would have been room (laughs) on the seat. (laughs)
2: Literally. So, yeah, that's the inside scoop. Joel got massively screwed over. uh, Damn the front office of the San Antonio, whatever the hell they're called. They're a bunch of – Brahmas. The Brahmas. Yeah. Whatever that means. And I'm going to stand up for Joel. I don't know if if he wanted me to share this, but Joel got terribly screwed, and I'm just glad he actually got his feet down somewhere because what happened to him was absolutely terrible. Well he, he
0: took the anger out on Houston's starting quarterback, whoever that is, with the big sack. Um yep. on Saturday. So that's uh cool to see.
2: Yeah. I was happy for him, man. For the Philadelphia Stars. Yes, sir. I don't understand how
3: you keep a, a kicker over a captain, but I guess that's just me. That's the either, football. Aaron. That's that's the football portion of the mailbag. So we're gonna move this along to the basketball portion of the mailbag top three loudest fifth third atmospheres for me 2017 crosstown shootout when jaron took over was loudest followed by louisville 2014 and iowa state brent what you got i don't
2: have a comment i haven't seen enough good games
0: there tell you what man that 2017 crosstown shootout was insane um it was like that though. I think I've told the story before, but, uh, I was sitting right by some Xavier fans. This was, you know, during my fan days, uh, sitting right by some Xavier fans. And they were very loud in the first half when Trayvon blew it, went to score 30 points in the first half. And, you know, they, they built a double digit lead heading into halftime, I believe, something like that. Uh, they were loud. And, in. uh, Mine and people with me's faces and that second half came. Jaron turned it on. Jake was hitting shots. Uh, Troy hit that final dagger at the end. That was extremely loud. Um,
1: that was awesome. And I
0: yelled as loud as I could at the Xavier fans that were next to us. And and they well they were talking
1: shit because Trayvon Blewett scored like seventy three points in the first half.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. He couldn't miss. I think it was like eight of nine, yeah. uh, shooting. But uh, yeah, it goes to goes to show. Even with that kind of first half, they still end up losing the game. Um, I would say that that Memphis game. I think it might have been the same year, or, or obviously it, it might have been the year. It afterwards.
1: was. It was. I think it was. But, that, it was that same year. It was. Yeah. It was the um, same year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When when uh, the the alley oop to Gary. Um, yeah. That place erupted. I that singular moment was probably the loudest I've ever heard fifth third Um, and
1: then look for me Louisville 2014 the Sean Kilpatrick Russ Smith game yeah yes it ended in a last second buzzer beater loss right but that place was bananas Mm -hmm. because remember Cincinnati went to Louisville and won earlier in that that season yep and upset like a top five ranked Louisville team um and that, that return game at fifth, third was, I, Patino said it was the loudest game, loudest road atmosphere he had ever experienced. And it was, it was electric in that gym that night. And yeah. those two dudes just went toe to toe, two first team All Americans, mm-hmm. uh, just slugging back and forth. That was, for me, that's the loudest I remember is that one.
3: Where would the, where would the Trey Scott buzzer beater be? Against
1: it was up there. It was Temple. Temple, right? Yeah. Um,
3: The
0: Houston game that year, though, was even louder.
1: I don't think that game was super loud because that was more because the game supposed to beat the shit out of Temple. Game
0: was crap the entire time. It was like it was a horrible game. (laughs) I was just super hammered
3: during that game. Go figure.
0: (laughs) Right, but no the the Houston game when Jaron had that like three quarter court. Bounce pass oh, to Keith. One of the best
1: passes I've ever seen. And
0: Keith person. dunked it just like right after that. That's when I was I I blew up at that point. That was like insane. Um, special uh quick shout out as well. I was at the uh, the senior night game for
1: um,
0: it was like Hicks and James White and their senior night when uh, yeah. with with Andy before, Kennedy. As coach. Before
1: the before the shit hit the fan.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh that was like first the senior day, like celebration was loud as heck. And then the, uh, the entire game. And then at the end, knuckle tried to tried to, you know, hit, hit a free throw off the rim and it banked in and the place just yeah. kind of erupted after that. Um, I'm trying to think of, of other ones. Can
3: you count that last one though? Because it wasn't necessarily a fifth, third atmosphere, but maybe a, an actual shoemaker center <laughs> atmosphere. Was it I, was it, it was fifth third at third. that point? Yeah, it was yeah, fifth it was third. third. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um I don't know. I don't remember what year they made that transition. I
2: don't know either. What so I've yeah. never been to a, a loud ass environment uh basketball game here. What what makes it I've always been curious though, because everyone is like always like very into like the crowd noise and like makes a big deal out of it, but I've never I don't really know much about it. Like Go to a shootout. Am, yeah, why? How does it get so loud? I just, I'm just kind of curious. It's compact people are on, yeah, on top of each other. It's only like 11,000 got... people. It's not like a, it's not like one of the biggest arenas, but like just hearing you guys talk about it just, mm-hmm. you know, just be, makes me curious. It's, I
3: don't know. I mean, I, I think it's the, the intimacy of a, uh, it's indoors, so it's what gonna they be not. in
0: modern- games, my man. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right.
3: In, indoors is a little different than than outdoors at a stadium.
2: Yeah, it's, I understand that. I was just talking like, more about like the Bearcat. Like, it just seems like it's part of like Bearcat basketball that the crowds are like w- very into it, very loud. And I was just like, yeah, that's they used that to have. Be- I mean,
1: they do now. Like the noise meter was like, yeah, a thing, the biggest thing. Like, yeah, you tried to get that thing. The crowd was trying every game to get that thing to to max out.
0: Yeah, when I was when I was young, like I would go with my dad and uh, my brother and like the noise meter would be the one thing I would like remember from my young Always, days going yeah. there. Just is, is like,
3: the, can anyone actually confirm that the noise meter actually works or is it somebody just moving it just to try and hype <laughs> the crowd up? Because I'm not actually convinced that damn thing works.
0: Right. Right. I I mean, it just I just remember as a kid like it be rowdy and then I'd just like turn and look up and I'd be like, "Ah, noise meter." Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, the, the place is loud, Ryan. The old place did
1: a better job holding in noise too. Oh yeah, for right sure. Before it was renovated, just the way it was built, like yeah, with, the aesthetics, with the man. walls on both sides. Yeah, you know, kind of closed in. Now it's open, and it's not quite as rowdy yet. We'll see what it looks like
3: that if they get competitive in the game. Big Twelve. Yeah. The upper bowl is always lower louder than the lower bowl.
0: Houston Houston game one of the JB era was that was loud, loud, loud. Um also yeah. a, a quick uh shout out as well. That NIT game against Virginia Tech, I know they it wasn't a full fifth third arena, but what they were able to do in such short notice I... that, that place was popping. It was loud. Um so uh, a quick Hat tip to them putting that together so quickly to make it as much of a home atmosphere as they could.
3: All right. Um, What is your all one-year-only team for UC basketball? Examples of eligible players below. Off to the NBA, DeMar Johnson, or a guy that transferred away, Devin Downey, injured during his time here, Mike Williams, only had one left to play, Javen Cumberland. My team, DeMar Downey, Lance, Tari Eason, Wingfield.
1: So, Downey at point guard is almost like un, not even Op- able to Automatic. Update. Yeah, that's automatic. Right. Um, Lance. Landers. Uh, Damar. Damar, for sure, yeah. Lance, I mean... You got Downey, Lance Landers, DeMar. 1 through 4. I, I, don't know, I don't really give a shit who the 5 is. Like just getting somebody <laughs> to foul the hell out of everybody. All right. I'm good. I'm good. I got elite shooting, playmaking, offense like uh I can't even I don't know like I guess I guess I need probably another forward. I don't know if there's a center that jumps. you want. You
0: want you want Adam H? We'll give you Adam H. There you go.
1: Hey, he he brought the, uh, I'm
0: not I, I know where you were it's, going it's with wrong, it.
1: It's the wrong day to go where I'm about to go hey, with that. So hey, hey, it.
0: I know where you were going with it. I hear you.
1: Um, the man was a legend in Poland. We'll just leave it at that.
0: But yeah, Tari Eason.
1: Yeah, probably Tari. Even though, was he was he really better than Rob Banks? No, not at all. Rob Robert, Robert Whaley was two, I think. I think Robert Whaley played two years.
0: I think he was there two years, but might have only played one. Yeah, But, yeah, but he's he was. There, I'm still taking too. Tari over him.
1: Yeah, we are just. I think we're talking about taking a center. Oh, okay. If there's a if there was a five, you would take with those guys, because you would have some problems if you took Tari. You'd essentially have Devin Downey and four like wing combo forward types, right?
3: Abdul Adu.
1: Not a terrible, not a terrible, if you want a rim protector, or like a rebounder, shot blocker. With you, got, you
3: already got scoring. You yeah, already got scoring got a, in in. That's bunch not of a stuff. terrible
1: take, Aaron. That's not a terrible take, Aaron. I kind of like it.
0: What about just Wingfield then?
1: He, he's another, like he fits. Would you take D'Antonio? I guess the question would be, would you take D'Antonio over Lance? Or DeMar? I
0: mean, D'Antonio was a de facto big man he was like
1: huge he didn't play like a, a like a, a big man though yeah he built like a, big Maybe I was a double double, like double like a combo forward he played like a combo forward though is what uh, i'm saying
0: i mean still pulled down like 10 boards a game
1: okay well combo forwards are allowed to rebound <laughs> right <laughs> like just because you're a combo forward doesn't mean you're not allowed to rebound like, yeah. all of those guys, Jamar rebounded well, Lance rebounded well.
0: What about Lance at the Vayner. one,
1: Maybe Jamar we at the
0: two? Like, <laughs> Just have a jumbo squad out there.
1: I mean, I'm still taking Devin Downey. Yeah. Gosh. Man. The Roadrunner was electric.
0: He really he was.
1: <laughs> like, that, I loved watching him play. Dude, I loved it Even when he team. was gone. I watched him for three years in South Carolina.
0: Oh, put, I what? loved watching him Put play. 40 on Kentucky that one game.
1: Yeah, he was so fun. All right. He's my point guard, and I'm not I'm not taking any Jamari Strickland. That's very funny, Alex. Very funny. He was- according, to,
3: according to his bio on GoBearcats.com, Wes Miller is one of three division one head coaches to have an all conference guard, in every year they, they have been at the helm 10 years or more. At this point in the offseason, would you bet for or against the chance of a guard on this roster making an all Big 12 team this season and continuing the streak?
1: Probably against. Just if it was the American, I'd vote for. And this is talking obviously first, second, third team. Like not first team all conference. He hasn't had a first team all conference guard every year. Um if CJ comes in and shoots 47% from three, like like he did at Iowa, like yeah, I think you could see him make an all-conference team. I don't think Dan is quite first, like first, second, or third team, all big twelve yet. I think that's in his future. Um Day Day consider, general,
0: day one late, day one. Yeah, early.
1: I I don't think we consider Seamus a guard. I think we consider him a forward. Right. So I would guess we'll see a a, a gap this year.
3: I'm gonna bet on the guy who has done it for 10 straight years. So give me, give me Wes Miller all day.
1: He hasn't coached in the Big 12 yet. I don't care. Okay.
0: I like streaks. The streaky man. Just saying. Some some Um, like streaking. You just like streaks, baby. Yep.
3: Uh, recently, got to read the Sports Illustrated article with Danny Fortson on the cover, previewing the '96 '97 team. For those of you who don't remember, it's the one where he has the roadmap on his chest. Uh, with all of the hype, followed by the second round exit, would you consider that season
0: a failure, Brent? How would I consider it a failure? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's it's an interesting take. I've heard it a lot before. Another podcasts and other people um just kind of talking about it it's like do you do you measure success just strictly on the ncaa tournament you know what you do in the ncaa tournament or is it success based on your whole body of work you know what i mean it's if like you
3: won, if you won your conference if you, you know, yeah like like you had other other accolades. Did, you,
0: did you have big wins throughout the year um i i don't quite remember the 96 97 season too much. I was a little youngin, but uh I I mean for the most part I I don't think you consider can can put so much emphasis and weight on a you know early exit from the NCAA tournament. Um I, I know people do because that's what everyone kind of does remember when when it's boiled, boiled down to it unless it's conference championships, but I I'm I'm going to take the uh, no comment. Route here because I just simply didn't know too much about that year. Obviously, I know what happened throughout the year, um, just by going back and and looking. But I was I was too young to quite remember if it was truly a big letdown throughout the entire season. So I mean, it was a
1: huge letdown. They were one of the elite teams in the country, and they didn't make it past the but, Sweet Sixteen.
0: What they get like a two seed? Or
1: I think so. Yeah, I think that was a two seed year. Right so after, after, I mean, after coming off an elite eight, like yeah, you know, it, it's yeah.
0: you get what I'm saying though. It, it yes, it's no, I
1: know what you're saying. Like I, I yes, it, like the, too much is placed on what happens in a one and out like uh, environment, but I think
0: it can happen in tournament, yeah.
1: Um, still, that team you felt like should have should have done more mm-hmm. postseason but you know shit happens <laughs> like I, I don't know
0: yeah i i mean you could throw in a couple of you know that game we don't mention anymore that was was that a letdown season yeah you know it, it just yes. right I, I mean it just it, it Sucks to You're up twenty-two
1: with twelve minutes left and a chance to go into the easiest Sweet Sixteen. Oh, believe me, I was I was was
3: looking my hotel room in Atlanta. The The road was paved in gold.
1: Yeah, and you and you didn't get the job done. Like, yeah, that's that one is as bad a second round exit, like disappointment, as you'll ever see.
0: Real tears coming out of my eyes that night. Not not Aaron at eleven p.m. Tears, but. Real tears coming out of my mouth. <laughs> no, we judged you
1: that night. We you. <laughs> Damn
3: you. Damn you, Cody and Caleb Martin.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh,
3: I'm here to ask questions so don't, so I don't get – Oh, this, that that's the end of the basketball portion of the mailbag, by the way. Okay. Um, moving on to the – We actually had three entries in the, the Banks nice. portion. Skins is uh, back. Skins is alive. I'm here to ask questions so I don't get fined by Chad. Rapid fire, Ryan, you can you can rejoin the party here. Uh, better holiday, St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo? Thank you, Mexico, for beating France on my birthday.
2: Hmm. Cinco de Mayo, better food. I I like the food and like the tequila of Cinco de Mayo, but I think St. Patrick's is just kind of it's more fun. Just more people get into it. I feel like. Oh, I'm I am all in on St. Patrick's.
1: All yeah, right. St. Say, Patrick's Day does nothing for me. I've never been a big St. Patrick's Day guy.
2: If you're looking gonna for gonna an say, event, though, I think you've got to go with the Patty.
3: For for me, it's St. Patrick's Day only because it's like the winter is ending and spring is coming and sometimes you get that warm St. Patty's warm. Day where you're out and about. That's like no Mayo. Right.
1: There's no difference there.
0: But, but also, St. Patrick's Day happens to also fall on the first the Thursday or Friday. So so we turn my out.
1: my That's focus best. has always been on the tournament and not on St. Patrick's Day. Oh come on. You can do both. Yeah, but I like I'm just not like I don't care about like I don't know. Like,
0: yeah. But but sometimes also it's on the conference tournament week as well, which has Yeah in the, basketball. Yeah, which which in the past has always been like like I'd I'd be back when I was I was fan not working BCJ I'd be like Telling my friends, I'd be like, hey, so I got to watch the Bearcats. They played the AHC semifinals at 3 p.m. And then 3 p.m. rolls around, and I'm like, in no way or shape or form, going to be able to sit down and watch a, a basketball game. So I like watch it the next morning and pretend I didn't know what happened. But yeah, I, I'm going St. Patrick's Day all the
1: way. I, I just, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Mexican food fan. So I, Cinco de Mayo for me, like, I love yeah. it
3: okay what's worse dating a xavier girl or being stuck on a pointless zoom meeting for two hours like i am right now
1: um a two-hour zoom meeting is better because it ends in two hours and if you're dating a xavier girl that, that lasts for that however however long it takes for you to break up with her Generally, probably. I got some nice
2: Xavier girls.
0: Okay, Ryan, here we go. Let's hear it. It's because they.
1: (laughs) 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 Your girlfriend went to Xavier, didn't she?
2: No, she did not. Okay. Uh, Okay. Wyatt Fisher's girlfriend did, and she was awesome. Uh, She's still one of my good friends. There you go. Did she
1: root for Xavier
2: basketball? Uh, I guess. She doesn't get too into it. but Good on
3: her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last of all, what is your favorite breed of dog? Before you answer that, P.S. I have the unique situation, having done both in the second question, and this
1: meeting is never going to end. Um, so what is um, your
3: favorite breed of dog?
1: If I had to pick one dog I could have that was my best experience with the dog, Black Lab. My black lab, growing up through my childhood, was incredible. She was awesome. So black What lab. you got, Brent? Man,
0: I tell you what, it's it's hard. I've had great Pyrenees, Weimaraners. Uh, I I mean, I I don't know. I've, I've, I've got had a lot of go- mutts. I've I've got a golden retriever that I've I've quite fallen in love with over the past uh, year or so. Uh, she's up there too. But I I mean, I can't I can't give an answer because they're all listening. You know they're. They're somewhere. They're listening, and I, I All dogs go to heaven.
1: Me. Bear is pissed at me because I didn't say American Eskimo, right? And we just lost him a week ago, right? So bear is mad. But yeah, you know, he met Shiba up there, so I'm sure he understands.
3: Right. You know, they're, they're all listening. They, they cross that rainbow road, and all dogs go to heaven. So amen,
2: amen. Ryan, do you have a have a favorite breed? So all my dogs are. Golden Wait, mini Labradoodles. Oh, I got to ah. go with that one. But I love Golden Retrievers. They always catch my eye. There's just Gosh. something about them. They, just, yeah,
1: they have great personality. Goldens. Yeah,
2: just the happy, just that oh. you just feel. You can just, like, see their energy on them. I, I, yeah. They always jump out at me. Confirmed. Ryan,
3: Ryan's into blondes. All right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah. I'm Xavier, girl, um, I guess. Uh, wait, Aaron, <laughs> what, Aaron,
3: what's your answer? I, I, I was just going to say, I, I love a good dog that you can save from a a an adoption center. I, I've always had a ton of luck um, in my different situations um, adopting dogs. So give me, give me a, a dog that I can save their life.
1: I would say a mix between German Shepherd and Husky is growing on me. Ah. Okay. girl. Yeah. Punk girl. <laughs> You're Look famous. at that. All right. Um, which scholarships? I want to go back to sleep. Can I? Can you put me on the floor so I can go back to sleep? It's late. Which
3: which scholarship sports answer one and two for both men's and women's will be able to compete right away, and which will struggle the most in the first year or two in the Big Twelve?
1: I, I have no idea right now. Well, I think I, golf's
3: going to gonna be okay.
1: Yeah, I think golf's going to be fine. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take Aaron. I'll go with you. I think I think Doug has got them rolling. And has a bunch of guys coming back. Uh, men's golf, women's I mean, the tennis. They they
3: they had a ton of five stars that they recruited. Um, that that's all I, I had heard since then. Yeah, I don't know if that panned out or not. Um, men's I think basketball they had a is putting, good
1: season. I don't know.
3: Men's basketball is putting themselves in good shape.
1: Yeah, football. We'll see. I think there's going to be a lot of close games. Like I think football is going to come down to do you like how do you do in one score games because they could surprise us and win seven, eight games, and everybody's talking about oh, Cincinnati was ready. Or they could lose a bunch of close games and they win five, and everybody's like ah, they got a long way to go. Um, how's women's volleyball these days? Solid, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if the Big Twelve has women's volleyball. I don't it's I,
3: hard I, to replace an Olympian.
1: Yeah, well, I, I just don't know like the state of uh, women's volleyball in the Big Twelve. Like, do they have it? Is it strong? I don't know.
3: Isn't isn't softball pretty strong in the Big Twelve? Yeah, but you don't have one in softball.
0: Yeah. There was like some there's some like softball pitcher that got like a million dollar NIL deal to Oklahoma. Yeah. So it's like it's like big time. I feel like
3: I, I feel like I remember Women's Lacrosse had a pretty good season. Am I making that up? I don't know.
1: Uh they had a good year, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That was was our two cents on all the sports we know not a whole lot about. (laughs) Last question in the mailbag. New segment, burning questions with Monk, but each question slash week gets worse. Great. (laughs) Would you rather be a genius that nobody believes or an idiot that everybody believes? Genius. (laughs) I feel like I'm already an idiot that nobody believes, so...
1: (laughs) Got the best of I both mean, sometimes worlds. Sometimes you yeah, go yeah. with what you're str- sometimes, you just roll with what you're good at.
2: <laughs> best of both worlds.
0: Best of both worlds. Right. I think
2: no you, gotta be, you gotta be you gotta be the genius place. that nobody believes because there's gonna ultimately come you're in. right
1: yeah. because you're a yeah. genius, you're gonna end up right in the end. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I always would to, prefer to end be up right by right your end. own. You could be right on your own.
1: Especially you in the be. internet era. If you're an idiot that everybody believes. And you end up being wrong all the time. The internet keeps score; they have yeah, receipts. You, yeah, you, Ignorance you is
0: bliss. Ignorance okay. is bliss. Um, I will take a. I'll take being a genius every time. I I don't care what the repercussions are. No one's surprised.
3: How would you do to defend yourself if someone broke into your house? Kill them
2: <laughs> with a gun.
1: Wrong answer, Roy. Ryan, the answer is put their head in a fan,
2: (laughs) put their head in a very, very high speed, sharp fan.
1: Yeah, intruder, intruder neutralized. Yes, death by fan, or at least a significant haircut.
2: Why is this a question? Like, what I I mean. It, what would somebody like...
1: somebody's trying to do a new thing in the uh, bank's
2: mailbag? So we gotta play along. No, I'm fine. Yeah. No, I'm fine with it. It's just like what is the other option? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could like well, not kill them. Call but... the cops hope, I'm hoping I
3: look, i I make sure all the doors are locked every night for a reason. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh would you rather eat this is the last one? Would you rather Ooh. eat a chunk of human heart or an entire human eye?
1: Uh, cooked? I, I, well, no. Oh no. I don't think. I think the squishy texture. I. It's the, the heart principle of eating cooked.
2: someone's heart is way worse than eating someone's the, eyes. Well, like,
1: they're both raw. I don't. I don't think I can. It's animal. all Dude, cannibalism.
2: You could can just, can just
1: plop the eye.
2: One bite. That shit's mushed down. You but, can yeah, it. Like, I'm not swallowing. I'm,
1: I'm throwing
3: up. I'm throwing up immediately. Yeah, it's it doesn't matter. Eye. The Ugh. heart. The heart Remember? feels a little bit more like
2: demonically wrong. Eating some hard. I'm
3: I'm crying. I'm taking my first bite and I'm puking <laughs> everywhere.
1: It's it's like an episode of Fear Factor where the people would just freak out when they had to do something gross.
0: But worse. It's still wild yeah. that Joe Rogan hosted
2: Fear Factor. That's just Joe Rogan. Scene. I love his show.
1: Look, one of the greatest <laughs> Chappelle's show segments of all time was was. The you know the, the crack fiend on Fear Factor with Joe Rogan. I smoke grass, Joe Rogan. It. Like I have seen that Absolutely go legendary.
3: Ask the mailbag. Get us out of here, Brent. Oh
0: wow, that was a
1: next week. good mail. Ask Adrian. Yo, Adrian.
2: Next, next week. Let's go. Let's, let's, wait. Wait on this. let's, let's quite. Plus, quite
1: on Wait. Okay, so I, I guess here's my question. Should we wait a couple of weeks to open it up to the public and let you guys ask my sister a question the first couple of weeks so we can get people warmed up <laughs> to it? And then we open it up to the public. But the first couple of weeks, you guys get to ask the Yo Adrian question.
2: Hmm. Chad, this is where they pay you the big bucks, man. You got to. Well, I just bucks. came up with
1: that right now
2: oh, on shit. the fly.
1: On the fly i was like i think it might be better the first couple of weeks to have you guys interacting with my sister asking her questions to incriminate me on whatever you think might be funny and then and then the people will get a sense for the future the segment yeah
2: yeah yeah no chelsea there, i'm be.
1: not scared i'm trying to build a sustainable segment
3: well, That's I mean, all. depends on how many questions. If we're only asking a couple
0: questions just to have a five-minute segment. Yeah.
1: You should be okay. I don't know. We'll figure it out.
0: Chelsea's been here the whole time. Shouts, shouts out. Speak now. Taylor version. Big time, baby. Big time, Chelsea. Um, but, Chelsea, yeah. You know,
1: you know Brent's a Swifty, right, Chelsea? Like, diehard. Diehard. She made him cry. In she spot. might.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> tears. Real tears. Not those 11 p.m. Aaron Smith ones. Real tears. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: I just want to know why she got to play until 2 a.m. when Wu-Tang got shut down at 11 p.m. Because she paid the fines.
1: She said, yeah. fuck it.
3: Uh, like, she owned it Nashville. You think you think yeah. Wu-Tang wouldn't have paid the fines?
1: Come yeah, I do think that. I think they would be like, nah, we're keeping our money. And Wu-Tang the Clan ain't goes. nothing to fuck with. <laughs> right, but I think they're not giving their money to the Nashville City government. And Taylor was just like, I made $700 million dollars on this tour, so I'll just pay the fine. I'd be okay if she
3: never toured again. She, Why?
1: She, Chelsea's her. Chelsea's gonna stab you the next time she sees you. That's that's fine.
0: Hey, <laughs> get us out of here, Brent. Guys, it was another fantastic show. You know, I you know oh. you roll into it, Chad. You say this a lot on the BCJ pod, where you you roll in with not much to discuss. You know, I I thought we were gonna sit on here and and, and discuss the new commitment of uh, you know Rush defensive end. Uh, Josiah Jojo Knight for you know two hours, but you know, we filled it up with everything and, and show the cat's hoodie. One one more, one and, uh, more.
1: Here's the joggers, joggers, they they feel phenomenal. I've not tried those on yet.
0: And the joggers,
1: and then here you go.
0: Oh, the the
2: put on the joggers, put on your
0: joggers, and wear the cat sweatshirt. It looks good on you.
2: And I guess since
1: we didn't touch on it at all, Aaron, you and I are going to talk Bob Huggins in the nightcap. So stay tuned for that.
0: I wasn't touching that with a 10 foot pole. Can't um, I,
1: didn't, I didn't want to either, but I mean, it's what everybody wants. So I'm going to go for the clicks. Got to
0: give the crowd what they want. <laughs> yeah, can't
1: wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got to give the crowd what they want. But uh, nah, guys, another uh, another great show. Big shout out, big thank you, of course. All, as always, to Danco Transmission and Auto Care, um, big thank you as well to Quick Paper Supply for their timestamps and their involvement as well. But uh, you know what? If there's nothing else, no more cookie crumbles for everyone involved, I'll go ahead and just say for my guys, my pals, partners, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer, I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!